Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We got to come up with something better than... So we, we, we've we not been uh, using the guitar riff that we started with. Yeah. Uh, right. Mostly because we're lazy. Well, or because I can't find it. <laughs> Most do, mostly due to laziness or incompetence. We oh, haven't really? been using the guitar riff. But what I think we need is like a real intro. Yeah. We got, we, so, you know, any creative fans. Well, wasn't our, our, our boy DJ Ronnie Roth going to make us one? I'm, I'm working on him. Okay. Another more laziness and incompetence just throughout. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get on him. We that need could be a, like the, uh, you know, the, su- the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Trash just, talk. <laughs> subtitle. A lazy look at the media <laughs> of, of sports. So we're back. How to, if you didn't listen last week, I highly recommend, recommend you do. Because I can't speak, obviously, but we had another uh, guest in. Lucy Burge. What did you think of Lucy, Dan? Lucy was awesome. I thought she was very good, she right? She was awesome, yeah. Uh, I spoke to her after the show about coming on uh, somewhat regularly, not every week or anything, but here and there. Like, if she ever has anything she's interested in talking about, or if the show's a little boring and I need someone to pick up the slime. Are you saying I'm boring? Well, <laughs> I didn't say that in so many words. However you want to infer it. but <laughs> Well, that's what I'm taking it as. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. But no, uh, it's, I, I, I honestly think I like having a third voice. I, I thought that was a real conversation. Yeah, you know it was what I mean that the three of us had. It was where good. it was kind of we didn't have to necessarily stick to the the script of what we were doing. Uh, she yeah. was she was very natural. Uh, I will. I'm going to get the, those John Dennis texts out of her eventually. Yeah, That's I, a I, more I, incentive. For I think having her back, Mike. I think once we're allowed to go a little longer than our time right. frame, I think she'd be great. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. So uh, Lucy Burge will be back on, and if uh, you didn't catch it last week, I, I recommend you do. So she followed me on Twitter, by the way. We're best friends. Did she? Yeah. Well, she followed me first, so I mean, we're much closer. Than All right, YouTube. fine. Well, I'm just saying. All right. So, <laughs> uh, oh, the other nice thing about us uploading this is uh, we can put it out right away. So yeah. now we rec- if we record on Thursday, it's out on Thursday. Uh, so it won't seem dated that we're talking about last night's Red Sox Yankees brawl. Rivalry is back. It is. Well, that's what they're saying. You know what annoys me just as much as when people are like immediately like, well, the rivalry's back. Everyone says it on Twitter. What's equally annoying is the people like, well, I guess I'll be the first, like sarcastically saying it. It's like you're no different than the people fucking saying it. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself. You're no funnier than them just because you notice that everyone's saying it. I mean, this shouldn't really come as a surprise either, you know, that the, that Red Sox Yankees is getting more attention. I mean, with everything that happened over the winter, Stanton going to the Yankees, Martinez, the Red Sox eventually signing him. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah, but baseball is more boring now, or, or it feels more boring because of the world we live in. So I think a good fight is good. I do too. I I, I love base brawls. Yes. Well, who you like doesn't? That? You like that pun? It's it's very very. Don't cute. call me boring. It's very cute. I, I take it back. <laughs> God, you've you've proven me wrong. How dare I? So a good baseball fight is good. Uh, however, our favorite broadcast team. Didn't uh didn't seem to care for it. Oh, they were, and that is John Sterling and Susan Waldman, which I like. Of I hinted course. at. You can just call me Nostradamus, Mike, because last week I said I think this is going to become a weekly thing with John Sterling. And yeah, back to back weeks. Here we are. So let's uh so set the scene right. Joe Kelly hits Tyler Austin. 
in the armpit ri- rib area. Yeah. Right? Nowhere near his head. Okay. I don't think taking a fastball to that area would end your life, do you? Uh, well, it ended a few of my buddies. Oh, I'm back sorry. In, yeah. Oh, well, well, I guess I stand corrected. <laughs> but most, for the most, it's very rare from what I hear. All right. So anyways, uh, this was in retaliation because Tyler Austin slid, in, slid into second base Wednesday night. Spikes up. Kind of spiked Brock, Brock Holt a little bit. So the uh, Red Sox pitcher decided to retaliate. And here is the call from WFAN. I didn't hit him. Uh, oh. Uh, Austin slammed his bat on the ground. Uh, now heads toward the mound. Uh, and he's uh, ready to swing. <laughs> He and Kelly go down on the ground. Both benches empty. We have a brawl in Boston. And it's gonna be a slobber knocker. Austin had slid hard into Holt. And so Kelly hit him with a pitch, and Austin charged the mound. Look, you, there's, there's payback and there's payback. You don't hit a, a batter there throwing 98 miles an hour. You just don't do that. That's his life. Never mind his career. That's his life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> His all, life, Mike. Let's all take a few moments and uh, thank whatever higher being you believe in that Tyler Austin is still alive today. <laughs> we were all very worried. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> after he did take a couple pops to the face afterwards in that brawl. That's right. Joe Kelly, <laughs> swing. Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, does, is that, does anyone really think his life was in danger? That's his life that we're talking about. Susan, fucking relax. Now, when Dan texted me this morning and said there's some good Susan Waldman audio, I was a little disappointed when I found out there was no... I I like Screechy Susan much better than... uh, Roger Clemens is now a Yankee! Oh, my God! I like Screechy Susan much more than compassionate, subdued... I don't like subdued Susan. Oh, my goodness. I don't... I don't... Righteous I don't blame him. Yeah, righteous Susan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I don't blame the man for being angered. It's like it's a fucking baseball fight. Well, you know what there is... You know what she should be angry about? What's that? Her... Co-host, co-broadcast partners, home yeah. run calls. <laughs> well, that's that should anger all of us so, more than it does. Quick it ref- makes me laugh. But <laughs> so a quick refresher. Yeah. Uh, John Sterling's John Carlo John Carlo Stanton's home run call because Sterling's has or Stan has an Italian name. Right. But he's not Italian. So here, John Carlo, non si può sto parlo. Right. So instead of saying I fucked up. <laughs> so instead of. Saying that, he uh, decides to take it to the next level, which I mean, Mike, I kind of respect the, you know, if I'm going to be an idiot, might as well just fully take it to the next level. Well, I don't, I, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't respect that aspect of John Sterling, because that's not what he's thinking. He's thinking, oh boy, all the eyes, everyone wants to know what old John is going to do next. I really hate that in his mind he's become this, he's become the Yankees. So. Like, people are listening to that broadcast for him, not for the game. Yeah. But anyway, so or it's kind of like that thing where he's probably like, yeah, I'm going to convince see everybody so everybody thinks he's Italian. I'm going to make, <laughs> yeah, make everybody yeah. think of him, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Italian. So anyways, uh Sterling did an interview with the New York Post uh, earlier this week where he says that if John Carlos Stan ever hits another home run, ever, yeah. Ever. It might happen. Which I don't know, he's striking out quite a bit. So, <laughs> uh Yankees play-by-play and uh John Sterling is ready to unveil a new signature call for last year's National League MVP. Sterling told the Post he will sing Saying, oh, thank God. Non-domesticar. That ball sure travels far. That it's line, all, cute. That might line, Mike, in Italian, is from a Dean Martin Nat King Cole song. Non-domesticar means do not forget. So let me set the scene for you. Yeah, it's a lovely late June afternoon in the Bronx. Hmm. Reigning National League MVP John Carlos Stanton sets, steps up to the plate. Very romantic. I'm I'm liking it. <laughs> And after striking out three times already in the game, okay, 
He gets a fastball. That's it. That's the thing about this John Sterling shit is like when they're losing fourteen to one, he'll still do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's baffling to me. So, anyways, Stanton gets a fastball right down the middle. He sends it into the into the bleachers at Yankee Stadium, and if you will, I'll let I'll let our man Nat King Cole take it away. Okay. Will he have the piano? If there's anything, I imagine the applause will be important. In John's mind, that applause will be part of it. In his mind, it's the 50,000 people at Yankee Stadium looking up at him when a home run happens. What's John going to say? Oh, yes, excellent. Good job, Johnny. That is... Now, people call baseball boring, and I'm a lifelong baseball fan. I'm one of the... You and I are two of the few people in their 20s that still give a shit about baseball. Yeah. And... You try to defend it and say, no, it's not boring. You you, you don't understand. You, no. just, you just don't you don't get it. And they're like, oh, yeah? Look at what the Yankees announcer is doing. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, oh, the song, that's the song he's going to sing. A lullaby to all of us. Not bad. When the most exciting moment in the game happens. <laughs> it's like, come on, John. Uh, yeah, my biggest problem with him, and I was saying this last week, is the, the look inside the mind that we now do. Like, it's inside the actor's studio or fucking behind the music. He's like, well, you know, here's my process. And what I'm thinking is, if we have a little fra- a little Italian phrase that rhymes, it will get people into a, a, a sense of romance. And then, of course, if you play Dean Martin in the background, it's it's like, come on, come on. I hope there's production to this if he's going to start singing. I, I do like the piano. The idea of the piano would be nice. Susan, on, <laughs> Susan, on, Susan Tickle in the Ivories. <laughs> oh, John, take it away. We go from righteous Susan to musical Susan. <laughs> I love, I love that version version uh, much more, because uh, subdued Susan didn't do it for me. It was very disappointing, and and yeah, just getting high and mighty about a fucking hit batsman. And this bothered me a little. I heard K and C this morning. It was odd. It was odd. very rarely do I hear them put up a straw man argument, but it felt like that's what they were doing this morning because they were arguing. They were saying like you should be able to. Uh, Hit batters. Like, we don't give a fuck about that. Right. But, Part of the unwritten rules of the game. Yeah, who cares? It, but they're saying, what does it solve? It's almost a discussion you have on, like, NPR. Like, hey, it's soccer mom talk. What does it solve? What does violence ever solve? It doesn't solve anything, but sometimes you got to do it. If you're at a bar and someone's mouthing off to you, sometimes you got to hit them in the face. It doesn't mean it solves anything. We don't solve anything with our fists. <laughs> I was very, particularly Callahan, I was very surprised to hear him kind of take that stance. But, you know, we don't talk about... Uh, Wei here. We talk about outside. Have you been in a bar fight? Um, yeah, sort of. Not re- like, yes, I like my buddy has, and I've thrown a few jabs. <laughs> That's so really your buddy was in a fight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. I snuck a few punches yeah. in and scurried away <laughs> like, right. a, like a fucking weasel. Well, what did that solve? <laughs> and it solved nothing. All right. So they're not wrong necessarily, <laughs> but who cares? But I like to see it. It's entertaining. Exactly. Yeah. That's if you want to bring people to baseball. That's what you need more of: entertaining shit like that, or not, and not necessarily a fight every night because that'll then it becomes WWE. But you know, guys mouthing off to each other or uh, thrown inside—that's that's entertaining on some level. Yeah. Uh, so la- that's why last night was entertaining. If David Price faked an injury and left after the first inning, usually you're gonna have a boring game. Uh, I but saw. I it saw, made last night fun. I saw a tweet. I don't have the drop here, uh, but. Happy Gilmore, the uh, one of the ladies in the nursing home. My fingers hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I, I had I had tickled fingers or whatever the fuck, tingly fingers. Yes. <laughs> oh fucking David Price. Anyways, this isn't a baseball show, but I do want to talk about the other baseball broad. You know, we make fun of the Yankees announcers enough, but uh, 
the Red Sox broadcast is it really bothers me how boring and and family oriented it's got. Eck will be back Friday. He's back. Well, Friday. Eck's back Friday. Color color commentary is not my problem. I like Remy still. Remy's still good. I think, and I think Eckersley is the best they've got. He just doesn't want to do it. Uh, one sixty two. I think. Well, you're gonna have da- you're gonna have four nights of Johnny Gomes next week too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but da- Dave O'Brien, Eckersley, and Remy. If you had that, that's a professional booth. That's yeah, a good booth. Yeah, they started doing that in September last year, and it was really good. And then Eckersley can kind of joke with Remy a little more, so I feel like Dave O'Brien won't feel the pressure to be the funny guy. That's my problem with Dave O'Brien. He's a good broadcast. He's a good play-by-play guy. But my beef with him, other than the fact that he uh, uh, lisps his S's or whatever that uh, whist- <laughs> he whistles his S's. Swinging them. <laughs> but uh, other than that, my, my only real problem with him is he it seems like he tried to come in and was like, okay, Don was the fun, Don Orsillo was the funny guy, and Don and Jerry had this chemistry. I'm gonna try and be that. He's not funny. He's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking dork. So you know, just be a dork and and call the game. But there should be another guy in there like Eckersley that can kind of shoot the shit with Remy. That would make that more entertaining. And I've told you my uh, theory that'll revolu- my idea that'll revolutionize broadcasting is when you have the option. For the uh, the blue the X the R rated broadcast, <laughs> yeah, like the SAP button. Yeah, exactly. You switch over to fucking Portnoy and Bill Burr. Oh, that is by the way, rough and rowdy is Friday, and I'm just gonna cry my fucking self to sleep. You're not going. Bill Burr is gonna be no. I'm not going. <laughs> the next one maybe. Hype it, hype it up, folks. I think I think I think I think he's messing with you. The next one will find a state where a blind man is allowed to fight. That's my goal. Um. But ne- yeah, you told me uh, you had some complaints about the Nesson broadcast. Yeah, the whole the I mean, listen, I get it. Jordan's furniture, they're paying a shit ton of money. Yes, to, and by the- before you say anything, I don't know where else they sponsor. Yeah, but I will say that is a great deal. You yeah. know, that's a- <laughs> yeah. You know, after July sixteenth or whatever, if the Sox throw a no hitter and you bought furniture before that, you're going to get it for free. Right. Anyway, so not but- Jordan's furniture's fault. It's yeah. a good. That's a good deal that should be promoted. But anyways, the, the <laughs> what's his name? Gabriel. Is that his I, name? I don't know. I don't oh, know. no, uh, uh, Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. From Jordan's Furniture. I don't know where I got Gabriel from. But anyways, uh, during the fifth inning the other night, I'm watching the game, and then I don't know if they've done this the entire uh, the entire homestand so far. but No, but they do it once in a while. But he's sitting on the monster, and they like zoom up to the monster, and he's got like a TV set up there, and he's like talking about his deal for the entire commercial break. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this? And then, But then like Dave, then Dave O'Brien hops in, and is yeah. like, what a, you know, that's a turret. Jer, don't you think that's a great deal? You gotta get some furniture? It's like there's a way you can do that that doesn't seem so phony and forced. Yeah, because uh, I remember they did it. Uh, they did it with like Joseph Abood or something too. And again, it, I don't want to make it seem like I'm trashing anyone's lovely sponsors. They're all terrific. Yes. Uh, but my point is that the way that Nesson orchestrates that, it's very unnatural. It takes it distracts from the game. And I'd be pissed if I was like the guy sitting in the second row there of the monster seats, and I got a big tent going up in front of me now because Elliot's got to <laughs> get his two and a half minutes in. But even if you just admitted what you were doing. And it was like, you know what, guy, we're gonna we're gonna take a couple minutes and we got we got to talk about our sponsors. That's even that's more acceptable than trying to make it seem like, hey, apropos of nothing, we're just gonna mention this sponsor and talk about them for an entire inning. It's it's very weird. Like, yeah. it's, I don't. I hope they don't start making that a regular is, thing. Is that better or worse than the uh, the fifth inning show or whatever? The oh thing? my god, the fifth inning show is when an they abomination. Cut the studio. What? The oh the mid fifth show. Mid fifth. Let's not do it any disservice. It's the mid fifth show. Mid fifth. That is like. <sighs> I guess they're trying to be. That's trying the, to have, it's not a new. They're, they're trying like, to have less ads. So their big idea to, was, yeah, well, other sports have halftime shows. Let's do that. 
here's the problem. People's problem with baseball aren't the ads. Necessar- it's not the idea of ads. We all understand that there's a middle of an inning. You're going to cut the commercial. You need to make money. We all, all right. get it. The idea of, of having a break in the game is not our problem. It's it's the fact that games sometimes take four hours. So cutting the commercial is not the problem. And when you substitute that with just a boring recap of the game we're already watching. <laughs> like, we know what's happening in the game. And even if you missed it, you can go on Twitter and Instagram and find the highlights very quickly. So you don't need the mid-fifth show to update you. And it's just more boring programming out of Nesson. It's very... It's almost like they don't care. Like, they complain about like ratings are down 20% last year. It's like, it's like interjecting their, like, website's, like, two-minute, like, recap of the day. Yeah. It, I mean... You can't be both. You can't be this network that is focused on ratings and, and ratings-driven, and you pretend like you give a shit about ratings. And then, uh, when you so even when you don't get ratings... Put on programs like Small Talk, <laughs> where it's the kids. Huh, so Dustin Pedroia, who was your favorite player when you were a kid? Okay, direct- all right, kid. No one wants to watch that. It's cute. I get it. It's fine for Sunday morning or whatever. But no one wants to watch that shit. I thought you were a big fan of Sox Kids Clubhouse. <laughs> you know, uh, when Gary Streisky was on, it really had a warm place in my... I'd put on my feety pajamas and... Uh, and I'd get my pop tarts, and I'd simmer down on a hunker down on a Sunday morning and watch the clubhouse. But ever since Gary Streisky left, you know, it just hasn't been the same. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Bob Barker left The Price Is Right. It's not the same anymore, no. you know. Drew Drew Carey so, doesn't do it for you. <laughs> no. And, oh, Garen Austin annoys me too. Yeah. I find Garen. I find her voice annoying. I find her. It's not necessarily her fault. You know what? Garen Austin doesn't annoy me as much as the idea of a sideline reporter annoys me. Because I don't, I don't think Garen Austin is particularly good, but it's like, what are they asking her to do? They're, she's doing what she's asked. You know, she's just a, a, a bore and that whole thing. The whole idea that it's like, well, we're going to send it down to Garen Austin to talk to a fan. It's like, who, who wants to see that shit? <laughs> um, I don't know. I like when they make TC sit on the steps somewhere. <laughs> if that's not a slap in the face, the guy's been there for twenty years. <laughs> Sometimes you see him out in left field, sitting or out in like the third baseline. He's just sitting on the stairs, yeah. trying to talk to someone. And he's like, "Well, hey guys, uh, did you know that Mookie Betts likes to bowl?" It's like, "Oh my goodness, what a crazy time to be alive!" All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Nesson's broadcast is a bore. Uh, at least the Yankees have something interesting to listen to. <laughs> we, we don't even really have that. Who's the best play-by-play duo in the city, do you think? But Is it still Gorman and Tommy? It's got to be, right? There's uh, really no one else. No, they've been annoying me. Really? They've been annoying me from a producer standpoint of trying to cut up a clip from the uh, game. What a they... dork. No, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with, across... i got to go across the street. No, no. I, I, we don't I, do yeah. that here. We don't uh, praise them here. Okay. Well, you asked. <laughs> what, uh, Zolak? Zoe Sosie. Zolak is very, it's like it's like too much of a character now for me. And Sosie's voice is a little weak for play-by-play. They probably should have hired Tangway. But, uh. Touchdown. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, holy gronkinoli, whatever the fuck he says. Uh, but Zolak is too much of a well, character Well, they, they tried the me. two of them together on a show once, remember? Didn't really work <laughs> I out. I was very <laughs> highly rated. <laughs> it didn't work out too well. Uh. But Zola, the, the, like the show pony stuff when it first happened was funny, but I feel like now it's too much like trying to be that wild and crazy yelling guy. Oh, it's still not Jack. It's like, so. all right. Yeah, well, Jack's the same. 
yeah. where it's like when you have success with couple a couple things like Tommy's not phony, Heinsohn's not phony bias. Like the the best part of a Celtics broadcast is not when Tommy yells and screams; it's when there's a call against the Celtics and you hear him muffled. Oh, Christ, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part about Tommy Heinsohn is a more subdued thing. I feel like Zolak doesn't have that; it's too much of an act for me. All right, but anyways, um, speaking of putting on an act, Jesus Christ, in. A, a sad display. We didn't talk about this with Lucy last week, but the ratings for one of the highest promoted or the, the, the most promoted shows other than the six, I would say, in ESPN history. Get up. What a failure. And that's a segui into our next topic. Yes, I'm moving, moving right along. Thank you, Michelle. It's shit like that where um, I said before the show started, before Get Up started as a program, uh, I took any blame off Beetle. I said, this will be Greenberg's flaw. But be- from the things I've seen on that show, Beetle has been an abomination. I think Michelle Beetle is very funny. But the problem with... So here's what ruined Morning Zoo Radio. Uh, was Howard St- Robin Quivers ruined Morning Radio. because, And now it seems like she's ruined Morning TV. Through no fault of her own. But Robin Quiver's role on the Howard Stern show was kind of the, the, the voice of the women who would kind of keep Howard in line a little bit. But what a lot of network executives don't realize is that what Robin was doing was not keeping Howard Stern in line. It was the appearance of keeping Howard. It was Howard would say something ridiculous and she would say, oh, Howard. <laughs> but they would keep going. They would keep going down that road. What happened to Morning Zoo is they saw that and they said, well, you need the, the girl to keep the guys in line. So women have been put into uh, uh, they they've been cast into this where they have to be that now on on morning zoo type radio where it's like oh guys come on and they stop the fun and it seems like that that's what Michelle Beadle has become on this show uh, like there's that clip of that uh, wasn't that what she was on Sports Nation with Cowherd and I never really watched and Wiley too? see so my my impression of Michelle Beadle was entirely developed around. Uh, podcast appearances like i heard her on a few podcasts when she was it seemed it seemed like more herself and i was like okay i like her like she she could be good but it seems like and i like i said i never really watched sports nation but maybe she was like that on that show too yeah who watched espn too exactly at 4 30 but it seems like she's not me she's slid into that role of being like guys come on let's not get too crazy here uh, like when they they went into one second of mentioning Donald Trump, and she goes, "Oh no no no, time time out. We don't talk about that here. That's bad boy." Hang on. And there you go. The tie is mm. broken, boys. I wanted wow. to be the guy to ask him his favorite skit about our commander in chief, but I probably shouldn't, huh? No, yeah, what are you doing? We're not doing this. <laughs> go to timeout. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, uh, this I love this. So and then they all have to fake laugh. Oh, 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 Michelle. But it's like no no no, go there. God forbid Jalen Rose says something interesting. What? God forbid someone on that show throws out one thing interesting. And she immediately slams the brakes on it. And that's another problem with TV. Like, in radio, you can... And you hear it a lot with the morning show here, Kirk and Callahan. Where if they get into something interesting, they'll go a little later on breaks. In TV, you never see that. Where it's like, hey, we're on an interesting topic. We have to... But we have to break now. Or we have to go to this boring segment. It's like, Why? That's that's an old that's the way they did in the fucking seventies when there were three channels. Now you can talk about more free form. They talk about whatever you want, and then it's the producer's job to kind of 
you know, well, I, fix that. I, I, I but, think I think on TV the advertisers pay for the specific specific time. times. I know we're but, not. We're on radio. They pay. What for I'm it. saying is, and I, I understand that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, make a deal with the advertisers that hey, we might go for 40 minutes, and we'll play. I understand that the advertisers aren't going to like that, but if you do a show that's worth a shit, they're going to say, "All right, we're, st- we're still going to advertise with you." Well, is this one, Mike? Let's hear it. Is this show? Oh, is this program? <laughs> I mean, I think it is. <laughs> Judged by my reaction to your question, no, <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole that doesn't know what he's doing. All right, anyway, uh, but no, I think we should get some. Should we? But no. well, Dan, let me ask you this: uh, Why don't you come up with? Why, why don't you uh, bring things to me like, Mike? Why don't we have a word of the day? Oh, I mean, we 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 toyed with it a couple weeks ago, but yeah. then you know neither one of us are. Uh, That's a great bit that was come up. Uh, some another brand new, another morning zoo radio show came up with it forty years ago, and this show that claims they're going to revolutionize broadcasting came up with it again. And what was the word of the week this Monday, Dan? All right, it's a Monday edition of Greenie's Word of the Day. I hope everyone had a terrific weekend. I got to sneak a word into the conversation today, courtesy of Kayla Johnson. Kayla, what's our word? Blandishment. Poor Kayla Kayla. Johnson. Poor Kayla. I'm sorry. Blandishment. Oh, Greenie doesn't know. Blandishment. Not. So not bland. Not blandish. The blandishment. Yeah, you heard her. It's a word you don't know. That's the whole premise of the bit. Okay. Thank you for doing this. Thanks I appreciate it. I think I would require a full body blandishment if I was going to do that myself. That can't all right. <laughs> First of all, the whole idea of the bit is you're working in a word you don't know. So why do you have to go through this little act of, well, whoa, I've never heard this way? It's like, yeah, that's the fucking idea. If you're going to do it, at least be somewhat real with it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Is, so is that just on social media? Do they acknowledge it when it, it's like they have a fucking a gong that they ring? And, That's Greeny's word of the day, folks. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm working during that time. You're one of the billions of people that aren't watching no, that show? No, I, I work for uh, our sister station uh, okay. during the morning, so no, I yeah. do not. Um, it, it, it's very weird that they built it up like we're going to... Here's my advice if uh, any of you folks listening ever get the chance to do a TV show or a radio show, don't sell it with, we're going to revolutionize, we're going to change everything. We're going to change the way the game is done. Because every show I've ever heard say that, then comes in and they're fucking Mike Salk, or they're Mike Greenberg, and they're just a bore who's going to do it the exact same way everyone else has done it throughout the history of time. It's ridiculous. It's weird. So don't build it up like that if you're going to do the same shit everyone's been doing. So that the other weird thing they do is they have like last week they had Booger McFarlane all week and this week it's Damian Woody. Is that is that their way of shaking things up? It's like, "Hey, it's us three, but we're going to have a fourth guy to tell us we're crazy." It's it's a weird way of doing things. Cuz the first week I was like, "Why didn't they promote Booger McFarlane was going to be on at all?" You know, they they want to bring it make things interesting interesting. Yeah. Bring on Golic. Let's get that tension <laughs> what, right out in the a, air. Br- you know what what they should do? And genuinely, like you're laughing, but they should bring on Golik and have a segment. Why did that? Why did Mike and Mike break up? <laughs> why, why, do, why do we hate each other? Why now? is Greeny a bitch? Why do we? <laughs> yeah. Why do we hate each other now? And that would be so entertaining. I'd watch that. I'd make an appointment. That would be appointment viewing, as a program director would say. That's something I would watch. Do you think that thirty th- for thirty will be interesting when that comes out? They're already? doing one. No, I don't know. I'm just saying. Eventually, uh, no, it won't you- be. It won't be because they'll they'll lie. Here will be the big omission on that show they'll say you know sometimes we didn't get we didn't always get along but at the end of the day 
We respected each other. Or, or that the, will be the big. <laughs> that'll be the big admittance. Like, can you believe? Once in a while, we argued. <laughs> or they'll have the. Uh, you know, if it'll be slightly interesting, and then they'll cut it down to just a half hour, like they did with Mike and the Mag Dog. Sure. Like yeah. That, yeah. That one. Like that's the only time coming out of a thirty for thirty. I was like, what? I actually I wanted more. Although I'll say <laughs> this. I'll say this with the Mike and the Mad Dog thing. That might not be as interesting as we want it to be, because I really believe that Mike and the Mad Dog genuinely hated each other because they disagreed about the fucking Jets. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or, some, or something real stupid like that, Maybe. because that's how they explain it, but it's, it's like, eh, we disagreed about a pitching change in fucking 1993 that the Mets made. Maybe. I mean, that <laughs> would be- speak that, to each other I'd like that. Months. I actually, I would like that. If that I was, could if, see that. If that was the reason why- I I, I, I I know more than this asshole. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I gotta give him credit, Mikey. Uh, uh, but anyways, maybe I don't even know if if you know if they ever did make a thirty for thirty on Mike Mike and Mike. If it would even be watchable, because, it wouldn't be because uh, well, that's you, not an interesting show. Well, no, so did, why no, I'm, I'm saying like, him? would you actually be able to view it? Because did you see what they did with their latest thirty for thirty, no. the Bobby Knight one that came out this week? Oh, I saw something about. Yeah, this. they're putting it on their new app that yeah. you have to pay five ninety nine a month for. That not worth it, folks. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to watch Bobby Knight throw the chair across the court and scream at people. And so here's the mistake a lot of services are making now: is they're uh, they're seeing the success of Netflix and all these other streaming sites, and they're saying, okay, that's what we have to do now. We have to be now. We have to be a subscriber based online platform. That's great. Take take the advice of your successors. The problem is you have to have interesting shit on there. And I just it doesn't work with the sports genre either. And it's no it doesn't. Because I might watch a Bobby Knight documentary if it's on. I'm right. gonna pay six dollars a month for it. Yeah. It's like who gives a shit, really? And I, I don't Or know. sell the rights to sell sell it to Netflix. Right. Wait, make Netflix pay you for it. <laughs> right. When all the all the other thirty for thirties used to be on there, why'd you stop doing that? Because they want people to go to their own streaming oh site. Well, well disney's starting their own that's right because they're see if disney had now that's disney's backing out of the deal and disney's yeah. going to have their own if disney has their own then that'll be inter- that'll be worth paying for and you have because ES- it'll be all of disney's movies and all that shit and then espn will be a part of that because they are a part of the disney company right so that would be worth paying for but these smaller outlets like bedard's website which has got to be just the same horse shit you get everywhere else. did you subscribe to the athletic yet i didn't no i, I evangelical signed me up um, you get a free T-shirt. <laughs> well, that's very enticing. It's green. It says the Athletic Boston. So, it, it, it's it, my that's my problem with the Athletic too. But the one I know because I hear Bedard on Felger and Maz, and it is just a snooze fest. The A in Greg A Bedard must stand for Ambien because it is just a complete fucking bore. And the big promotion for that site is like, well, hey. If you like falling asleep at the wheel for the two hours he's on Felger and Maz, pay eight bucks a month to read. An even more boring form of media <laughs> is reading. You can read this drivel for six dollars a month or whatever that whatever that robbery is there, and it's the same as you can get at the Globe or the Herald. The Globe is also shit, but any- they're all leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anywhere else you can get it for go to Barstool. You'll be entertained. And you'll get you'll get the gist of the news. I realize it's not real reporting, but you'll have an idea of what's going on. Or if you want, or, or wei.com. Yeah, if you want to read more, Barstool will post the link. <laughs> to the- yeah, right, <laughs> right. So when other when there's free outlets doing the same, like if Hulu was doing the exact same as Netflix and ugh, Netflix, but for free, Hulu would be dominating right now because that's where people would go. If there's someone doing the same thing you are for free, it's not worth it to make a paid 
service for it. That'd be my advice to ESPN. It's it's sad. Well, I don't know. Is Crackle dominating? No, but they don't have the 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 same content. Is what I'm saying. Right, but they, I'm saying yeah, if all they have a couple. Of, if all of Netflix shit was on there, if everything that Netflix offered was on there, then it would be. And what I'm saying is services like Bedard's site and what ESPN's thing will be. So many other services will be offering the same stuff. Uh, so they've got to ramp. They've got to have interesting content on there. That's where they should have put the Barstool show. That Barstool Van Talk. It should have been on a subscriber. If they wanted to launch a subscriber-based thing, you hold off on the Barstool thing, you make people pay for it, and then they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know how many Barstool fans would pay six bucks a month for that? Oh, I'm sure. A bunch. Just out of loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something ESPN doesn't have. ESPN fans don't have. They, they don't give a shit about ESPN. They would get the Barstool fans paying for that, which you'll see on that Rough and Rowdy. You'll get 40,000 views instantly. So... Enough with the streaming services because they, they don't know how to do it. It's amazing that I could run ESPN, genuinely, I could run ESPN better than the people that are doing it right now. And not on cocaine. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I might need some of it. I got I to gotta stay up long hours, you know? How am I going to do it? So, anyways, enough of Get Up. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty to bash them. Well, maybe not. What do you think it's... I, you told me uh, KNC did this bit, which I didn't realize. But uh, you've heard a little bit of that CMB, that show that took over Fra- Francesa. Yeah. Do you think they last longer than Get Up? No. You don't think they do? No, I think Get Up's going to last longer because of the the, the People said of, because of the money they put yeah. into it. I mean, I how think, long? This, the six lasted, what, 18 months? I think in radio... Uh, oh, well, that's that's my point, is that the six lasted 18 months. I think this show might end go two years or one year. I think CMB will last longer because I think radio is often very lazy. Which no, is how we, we got a job here. Fair. <laughs> Radio is often very lazy. So that show, they could sit there and do nothing. Believe me, there are afternoon shows I've heard that sit there and do nothing for four or five hours at a time. And people still listen because it's sports talk in a big market. So people are going to listen do because there are limited options. I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know CMB's ratings. I'd like to see that, but I would think people are just tuning in because it's still you. It's something you're not getting everywhere. I guess it's sports talk, which isn't on every station like music. So, and people are just used to going to Francesa's show, so they still do it. People get in habits. I think CMB will last longer uh, because they'll skate by. Do you think there's some people that listen to that show that like? Don't know that's a new show, and they're wondering when Mike's getting back from vacation. <laughs> there must, there must, where the hell is the Pope? Where's Francesa? This is awful. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be people that just pop in once in a while. They're like, damn it, I can't catch Francesa. It's on been here. four months. He's out every day. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets a lot of vacation time. Um, so, yeah, my prediction, CMB will skate through, I think, for two years. I'm giving him two years. Because I would get, I, I bet they signed a two-year contract. I don't know why, but I noticed that's a theme in radio that they don't do one-year contracts as often as like TV does. So I think they're going to slide by for a while. Anyways, someone who may not slide by, very, which is baffling to me. I guess I'm going to argue with Dan on this one, uh, uh, judging by your reaction to it when we played it, cutting it up. Uh, an Oklahoma City Thunder broadcaster threw out a very common phrase. That I, uh, uh, my father has used yelling at me many times because he's an old nerd. Uh, so I've heard it throughout my childhood, and it didn't strike me as a, a provocative phrase at all, but it has people up in arms. Uh, th- th- Brian Davis is the guy's name? Brian right? Davis. Brian Davis. Calling uh, Russell Westbrook, who was apparently on fire in the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder game the other night. Oh, Dan. Hang on. 
I thought you were going to want the be- the beetle drop of the Segui again. So I oh, that would have been nice. I had that ready, you but, just but you talk too much. You talk too much. I didn't have a spot for it. So anyway, God damn it. Brian All Davis. Right, here's Brian Davis. Russell looking for Ferguson in the corner for three. Westbrook is out of his cotton-picking mind. Now that, when you heard that, you were like, oh, God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, the white broadcaster calling a African-American athlete. Now, you... And the others that are outraged by this. I'm not outraged. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. But here's my It thing. takes a lot to out make me outraged. Here's my thing, though, is the people that thought of that immediately might be more much more racist than Brian Davis. <laughs> because obviously, that didn't gr- come across Brian Davis's mind at all. Brian Davis is just a, a bland announcer, I'm guessing, who wants to keep his job. If he thought for a second... Oh shit! That's right. Slavery could be <laughs> invoked from this. I didn't. Obviously, he didn't think of that. So, so what, I think everyone that thought of that immediately well, is probably a little more racist I'm, than I'm me and Brian. Davis. So, when I, I didn't, I obviously did not watch the Monday Night Oklahoma City Thunder game. I don't. No? Ha- I don't have the NBA League Pass. I got rid of it this year. Fair enough. Yeah. So, anyways, when I saw this clip, it was co- the headline: Oklahoma City announcer or broadcaster calls uh, Russell Westbrook cotton picking. Have a see, that's the thing. He didn't so call him that. But that's the he, like that's the headline that I see. I first. know. I read the headline first, and then I watch. That's the video. what everyone does. So that is automatically what's at the top of my mind. If you're not a pro like me, old Mike Geary, really getting down to business, digging in those articles. Other pe- most other people, including me, when I'm not like if I'm doing work for this show, I'll read the shit because I feel like I have to. But uh, if I'm just like scrolling for news, that's what I do too. I just read the tweet or the headline or whatever and say, well, I guess this guy's a criminal. <laughs> or I guess this guy's a racist or whatever. I draw my conclusions from headlines 90% of the time. So that's what most people do. So most people just paint this guy as a racist now. <laughs> and they think he called Russell Westbrook a slave. And let me remind you, as your your boy Mike Shue from the Hillman program reminded me, there have been white slaves uh, and there were white cotton pickers in, uh, in the D- Depression era. So... Who knows what Brian Brian Davis was referring to? But no, it's it, obviously there was no ill intent meant. If you listen to that clip, he's saying Russell Westbrook's going off, and he's an old nerd like Dave O'Brien. So they use these old nerdy phrases that they, it just slips out. They f- f- fired out, and they'll we'll close the show on an example of why Brian Davis shouldn't be tr- in trouble because sometimes broadcasters just throw shit out there. They and you don't even I do it on this show all the time where. I listened back to last week's episode, and I kept saying, I was trying to say that you can't be blamed for uh, not uploading the episode, because it was my fault, because I trusted you, and I kept saying, I can't be blamed, and I was saying it wrong <laughs> when I listened back. I was like, I must sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you. But <laughs> but it's, it's I have too many yes men around me. Um, but no, so, like sometimes when you're talking and you're in a rant like that, or you're in the heat of the moment, as I'm sure Brian Davis was, you just throw shit out there and you're not realizing, oh, oh dear, there could be a, a connotation to this that I don't intend. So now people are saying that Brian Davis could get fired for this? That's out. I hope that Russell Westbrook uh, has some sort of class. He didn't even hear it. I well, guarantee he didn't even hear it. No, but I'm sure people have asked him about it now. If this guy's job is in jeopardy, or he's going to get suspended, or whatever dumb shit they want to do to him. Russell Westbrook could save the guy by being like, obviously that's not what he meant. Uh, so hopefully Russell Westbrook does that. But it's like, really, guys, is that the shit we're going to get offended by now? 
is injecting our own thoughts into what a guy meant when he was doing play-by-play for a game, it's sad. And like I said, I think that says more about you who got offended by it. Not you, but you, the collective Oh, you. no, you're, you're talking about me. <laughs> you specifically. <laughs> no, the collective you uh, that got offended by it, that, immediate, that your minds immediately went there to race. You're probably a lot more focused on it than Brian Davis is. Well, I'll tell you what we... What immediately came to my mind when I heard this audio clip, and I didn't really even need a headline for this, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's end it with this. I'm going to tell you about a blowjob. That's right. Artisan will appreciate the local handmade works of art at the third degree glass factory. <laughs> now, see, see what I'm saying? See my point? Where it's like, yeah, what came to your mind right away there, Mike? Like, pervert. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> pervert. Yes, I am a pervert. I'll admit that. But what I'm saying is that guy didn't realize what he was saying. He just fucking said it. And then later was probably like, did I just say blowjob <laughs> on the air talking about a glass blowing business? <laughs> so people make mistakes. But that's all I'm saying. Leave Brian Davis alone. Leave that Cardinals broadcaster that was just trying to do an ad read alone. Mike Shannon. Mike Shannon. And uh, he sounded like Jerry Truppiano to me. And that's something I could see Troop saying. Ah, blow, get, get a blowjob here. Um, anyways, if you want to uh, do us the honor of giving us a five-star rating and a solid review, give us a, a review. Say, hey, Mike, great job. Even if you don't meet it, say terrific job. You can say Dan, great job, Fi- too. Dan, you loaded the podcast with aplomb this week. You, d- you didn't fuck up at all. And, uh, you know, please do that iTunes and wherever, uh, com, the WEI app, anywhere you're listening to this. Tell your pals about it. Uh, at BlindMike underscore is my Twitter handle. Um, Dan Watkins is at DWaddy93. And uh, follow Dan because he does a lot of uh, work for this show for no real benefit to him other than uh, helping his buddy out. Is that Does that make up for all the bad things I've He cried and made me say a nice thing about him at the end. It's, <laughs> it's, DWaddy93. It's okay. And uh, five stars. I always peter out at the end, so I'm not going to do it this week. Goodbye, folks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.